So there are certain churches, denominations, traditions that basically say you're saved by your baptism. So it's faith in Jesus plus the work of baptism. And that, that would be called baptismal regeneration is kind of the, the, the theological nomenclature. We'd completely disagree with that. Uh, when Jesus died on the cross, he said, it is finished. He didn't say it's almost finished. Yeah, and the, the thief that God saved didn't get baptized, but he said he'd be with him in yeah. paradise. So, <laughs> And so for us, baptism is a sign, uh, but it's not, uh, it's not a salvation. All right, Pastor Mark and Grace here with The Real Marriage Podcast. And in a moment, we're going to answer a question from Instagram. So it probably comes from the wife. And they disagree on baptism. And I'm assuming it's for their child because mm-hmm. it's credo, which is adult baptism, and or verse pedo, which is baby baptism. And so we'll, we'll answer that in a moment. Uh, but first, what we would encourage you to do, uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, uh, leave a five-star review and uh, maybe put up uh, some nice things to say, yeah. especially about Grace, because she deserves <laughs> it. So why don't you read one example? And if, if you're listening on Apple, that's actually the best place to give us a review. This one says, absolutely the best. I listen to every, capitalized, episode and can't wait till the next one. These two really love the Lord and have truly found their place in ministry. Praise God for their commitment and service. Ten stars if I could. Wow, that was very kind. Thank you. Somebody has the gift of encouragement. Yes. That's super nice. I'll take it. Yeah. I mean, it, people don't often say nice things about me on the <laughs> internet, so I'm going to I'm gonna print that one off yeah. and put it on my mirror and brush my teeth with it every morning. All right. So here's a question from somebody on Instagram. What do you do if you and your spouse disagree on baptism? Pedo slash credo. So we got ourselves a bit of a nerd question here. Mm-hmm. Um, let me explain uh, just theologically. Go for it. So pedo, child baptism, credo, believer baptism. Do you baptize the baby? And that's basically a decision of the parents in a covenant family. Or do you wait until the child is older to make their own decision to be baptized as their own profession of faith? Seems like they disagree on this, which is okay. We, we distinguish between primary and secondary mm-hmm. theological issues. Open-handed. Primary or closed-handed. If you're going to be married, you better agree on those things. Mm-hmm. What would be some examples of closed-handed issues that it's really important for a Christian couple to agree on? Jesus was born of a virgin, was perfect, died on the cross for our sins, rose again, the Trinity— who God is and mm-hmm. who we are and how we're mm-hmm. saved by God from yep. sin. Uh, so yeah, the Bible is Bible God's is word. Bible is inerrant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're Bible folks, heaven and hell. Yep. Um, so then there's open-handed issues. These are secondary and you can be a Christian and even a Christian that, you know, believes the Bible and loves the Lord and disagrees on these more open-handed secondary matters. What would some of those be? Tongues, baptism, Age of the Earth, Age of the Earth, Bible translation, dinosaur, um, drinking alcohol, Mm -hmm. drinking alcohol with dinosaurs, (laughs) um, for example. And so, um, how many kids to have? How many? Yeah. Well, you better. (laughs) At some point, you probably should reach some sort of agreement with that one. Yes, that's helpful. I want four. I want three. Well, which one do we get rid of? (laughs) Um, So, so within that, on the issue of baptism, it's a secondary issue. But it can create a real conflict in the marriage because if you disagree, you disagree with the do with the kid, 
And if you have extended family that's really opinionated on mm-hmm. this, they could be adding pressure to the married couple. Because sometimes like if you come, I came from a Catholic family. And so like, if you don't baptize your baby, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. And Or if you get baptized again later as an adult and you already got christened as a baby, that's a big deal. Yeah, that's what happened. And my, my parents baptized me in the, as a Catholic when I was little. And, uh, and then when I got saved in college, I got baptized by my own choice as a believer from my own public testimony. Mm-hmm. So um, do we disagree on this issue? No. No. Because we both agree that uh, you should only be baptized as a believer, not as a baby. Correct. And so, uh, so there you go. That's the end of the episode. <laughs> that you're, uh, one of you is wrong. One of you is going to use that against yeah. the other one person. Of you, the, other, the other person is unbiblical. <laughs> They're wrong. Um, there are a lot of people that do. So why would you say that people believe that it's, what do they use in the scriptures to try and say that babies so, can be baptized? All right. So, so, all right. So we'll, we'll swing out to the deep end of the nerd pool here. And they would say that a, a family is in covenant relationship with God. So this is more co- what we would call more covenant theology. Mm-hmm. And this would be more prevalent in your Lutheran churches and in your Presbyterian Calvinistic churches. Mm-hmm. And they would say that the family is a covenant family. Therefore, the child that is born into a covenant family is born into a covenant with God. Now, um, we don't. I don't necessarily disagree with right. that. I, I believe that the man is the head of the household. I believe that a family is in covenant. I believe that if you and your wife love and worship the Lord, the child is brought into a covenant family and should be raised to be in covenant relationship with God. That's what we've done with all of our kids. It just doesn't mean that they will be saved. It doesn't, for yeah. Sure. And, uh, and now the bad version of baptism is that it saves you. Mm-hmm. So there are certain churches, denominations, traditions that basically say you're saved by your baptism. So it's faith in Jesus plus the work of baptism. And that that would be called baptismal regeneration is kind of the the, the theological nomenclature. We'd completely disagree with that. Right. Uh, when Jesus died on the cross, he said, it is finished. He didn't say it's almost finished. Yeah, he, and the, the thief that got saved didn't get baptized, but he said he'd be with him in yeah. paradise. So, <laughs> And so for us, baptism is a sign uh, but it's not uh, it's not a salvation. And so, you know, if if the thought of baptizing the baby is well, that way they can go to heaven. You just need to know that that doesn't. Y- the entire motive for baptizing the child is wrong. That ultimately, sometimes parents get fearful. What's going to happen to my baby if you know if if they die mm-hmm. young? And the answer is God decides. That's right. God decides, and and He can choose from our mother's womb. Uh, John mm-hmm. the Baptizer is filled with the Holy Spirit and worships Jesus from his mother's womb. Yep. And so, you know what? The same God who uh, chose to save us can choose to save our kids. So yep. we just leave that in the Lord's hands. There's nothing you can do as a parent to guarantee salvation mm-hmm. for your child. And because we love our kids so much, some people are like, well, you know, I, I need to get them baptized so that they can go to heaven. It's like, no, no, they get to heaven because of Jesus, not because they're wet. You know, it's not like God's looking down saying, I'm taking all the wet people, you know, um, <laughs> you know it's, it, it, he sees the heart and he saves. Yeah. And so if your thought is they need this to go to heaven, you need to know that you don't understand the gospel of yeah. Jesus Christ and yeah. that we're saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ alone. And just do a little study in Galatians or Romans. 
just look at the word works and what it says is works don't save you. And baptism is a work. It's a, it's a human, uh, it's a human act. It's not a divine act. So the question is then, uh, are there some Christians who, who have done that historically? There are, because in the early days of the church, infant mortality rate was high. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes it's like in the ancient Roman world, they often wouldn't even name the child for the first week Mm -hmm. because so many children died in the first week. And if you do love your child, which we're hoping probably you do, you're like, well, I want them to go to heaven. Well, yeah, it's tragic to lose a child. We miscarry a child, but I trust the Lord to make that decision. Yep. And I, I expect we fully. can't save our children. Yeah, I can't save. I can't save anybody. Yeah. I mean, Jesus is the way, yeah. the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father except through Him. So our kids have to know Jesus to go to heaven. Yep. And and so then, if your thought is, well, I need him to get baptized, we say, nope. Um, if your thought is, well, they're born into a covenant family and baptism is the sign of the covenant. And you're more of what I would call a covenant theological person or a covenant theologian. Um, let me, let me do a little, uh, ninja move on you. Um, and so what they would say is that in the old covenant, the primary sign was circumcision. And in the new covenant, it's baptism. The first thing I would say is those are really different. <laughs> you know, there's some discontinuity between the two because circumcision is for just the boys and baptism can be for males and yeah. females. So it's not, there is some significant discontinuity. And it seems to me like if you had to choose between the two, I would pick the jump in the pool. <laughs> That's what I would pick. Um, and we're in Genesis right now. I'm preaching through uh, the book of Genesis. You can find it at realfaith.com. It's, it's all there. But um, so the first circumcision, I'll ask you, because this will be really awkward. Uh, first circumcision in the Bible. Abraham. You said it so timid. It's just <laughs> awkward. Yeah. Abraham at age. I think he was around 99 or something or 90 or he was old. 75, so was I thought. He, okay. 75. And then Isaac was born at 100. Yeah. So he's, oh, okay. And so, his servants and everything. His whole household. Yeah. That had to be a weird, like, <sighs> hey guys. I would have quit. Yeah, no, I'd be <laughs> looking for another job. So it says that he circumcised himself. Yes. And his household. I'd be like, Lord, I don't have that much faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he circumcised, yeah, his entire household, which uh, since you brought it up, um, I want to make this episode as awkward as we can. <laughs> Um, he had 318 paramilitary soldiers that were raised in his household and trained for war. He went, he took them to battle to deliver lot. So he also then circumcised 318 like Navy SEALs. Yeah. Plus all the servants, plus the rest of, he had a huge business. He had a large household. And if I'm reading Genesis right, and I, and if I'm reading it wrong, I feel better for him. But if I'm reading it right, he's everybody got circumcised, yeah. and that was the sign of the covenant. Mm-hmm. But here's the big theological nerd question: Was it before or after he had faith in relationship with God? It was after many years after. And so Abraham was saved and he wasn't circumcised for many years. In addition, he was, his, his offspring is to be circumcised uh, on the eighth day. That's what 
the Genesis commands. And and you had an interesting uh, observation from the medical side. Oh, that's when the vitamin K levels are the highest so that the blood clots. So the number one, so previous to the eight day, your body tends not to produce vitamin K. So if you did circumcise, the child would die, bleed out. The highest concentration of vitamin K and other blood clotting elements in your body at any point in your entire life. It's like seven to 10 days is the highest. It's the mm-hmm. eighth day. So God medically knew exactly what he was mm-hmm. doing. And, um, and so what comes first uh, for Abraham is faith and then the sign of faith. Mm-hmm. And if we baptize our child before they have faith, we're putting the sign before the faith. Mm-hmm. And so it Jesus says, didn't get baptized until later too. So yeah, so the way we do it at Trinity Church is the way that God would have it, the way the Bible <laughs> teaches it, and the way the Lord Jesus models it, apparently unlike your spouse who asked this somewhat nefarious question. Um, and so what we understand is when Jesus uh, was young, they took him to the temple and they dedicated him. And then when he was older, he got baptized. That's and so what we do. We, yeah, we do it just like Jesus, be like Jesus. <laughs> And so what we do, we'll, when, a, when a family has a child, we'll bring them up and dedicate them. And we'll, we'll pray over the family. They'll read a verse. We'll have the church family raise a hand to join their faith to the family. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we make it a... Commit sa- to raising them in the Lord. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And then when the kids have their own faith, uh, they we celebrate share their with testimony baptism. and we baptize. Mm-hmm. And, and just so you guys know, listening... Um, We'll baptize a kid of any age if they can if they have a relationship with Jesus. Yeah, our kids got baptized. Uh, I think the youngest one was four. Yeah, all right. He, I don't think he could read yet. Mm-hmm. I came down one morning and he was going through the Jesus Storybook Bible, which we love for little little kids. And he's like, "Dad, I need to get baptized." I was like, "Oh, okay." I was like, "Why is that?" He's like, "Well, I love Jesus," and he he explained why. I was like, "Well, what does baptism show?" He's like, "Well, Jesus died and he rose." for me, for my sins. And he makes me clean like water makes me clean. And he laid it all. I was like, Oh, he, he, he understands. <clears throat> so I had a meet with a pastor at the church and I said, ask him all the same questions you would ask yeah. a 30 year old. And he passed them all. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, no, he, he knows the Lord and he knows what he's doing. He knows why. So it's like, okay, he's four and we baptize him mm-hmm. in some churches. It's like, well, not until you're a certain age. Right. And so our thing is we do baptize children once they can share their testimony of their salvation mm-hmm. and their faith with Jesus. So, so we, you know, we're probably somewhere in the middle. Sometimes more Baptistic churches, you got to wait till mm-hmm. you're 12, 13 or something. Right. And, you know, sort of Catholic church, you baptize them when they're a baby mm-hmm. and whenever they can share their testimony of salvation, uh, we go ahead and baptize them. So what we would say is sometimes the family does love the Lord and the extended family wants to do something, what about um, a baby dedication? Mm-hmm. What about, hey, could we bring our child before the church, have our family and friends come, uh, share, you know, that day, the child is a blessing, consecrate them to the Lord. Absolutely. There are examples of that in the Bible. Uh, pray as a church family. Uh, and then you would have that public event. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's a great time to bring grandma, grandpa, aunts, uncles, Absolutely. cousins, celebrate. They're in church. Mm -hmm. Maybe they are never going to go. And this Mm -hmm. is an opportunity to share the gospel with them. And then we would encourage, you know, when the child meets Jesus and we trust your child will, uh, have them 
get baptized of their own accord. Mm -hmm. But again, the symbol should not precede um, the relationship. In the Mm -hmm. same way, marriage is a covenant, Mm -hmm. and you don't wear the wedding ring, you know, 10 years before you meet your spouse. Mm -hmm. That would be weird, because the point of the symbol is to, it's a sign that points to a relationship. Mm -hmm. And so if you're a single guy, and you're walking around, you you don't have a girlfriend, you're wearing a wedding ring, it's like, (laughs) oh, tell me about your wife. Like, I've never met her. It's like, well, why are you wearing the ring? Because the ring is supposed to point to the yes. reality of the relationship. Yes. And so it doesn't make any sense to have a sign until you have a relationship to point to. And so um, and so for that reason, uh, we would discourage baptizing mm-hmm. uh, the baby for all of those reasons. Um, and also, I would say it may mean a lot to you, but it'll mean a lot more to your child when they get to make that decision because the point of baptism is to publicly testify that you belong to and believe in Jesus mm-hmm. Christ, and they need to own it for themselves. Mm-hmm. And the opposite can happen. Sometimes sometimes kids are baptized, and they grow up thinking that they're believers yeah. just because they were baptized. Yep. That's what I Take thought. It for granted, yeah. People are like, are you a Christian? It's like, well, I was baptized when I was a baby. Mm-hmm. And you know, apparently, you know, that's like... Mm-hmm. Sealed. <laughs> yeah, so apparently. Done. And so I didn't know Jesus. Yeah. Uh, but I thought that the baptism took care of it. And so it gave me a false assurance for a relationship mm-hmm. I didn't have. And so it can actually have the reverse effect. And I got saved at a very young age, but wasn't ready to get baptized until later because I was shy and wasn't able to really share my testimony I don't know publicly. if your baptism counted. <laughs> yes, it did. No, it was in a hot tub. <laughs> Around family and friends. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's even oh, gosh. warm water. I mean, like what kind of... Commitment level is a hot tub. It was a big deal for me. <laughs> um, and so, if so, I'll close with these two things for my theological nerd friends. Um, and I think I've got an article on baptism. Positive, I do at realfaith.com. Mm-hmm. If you just go in and plug in baptism, it'll bring up an article that'll correct all your erroneous theology for your spouse. <laughs> um, but the Bible says over and over, repent and be baptized. Yes. And so, repentance of faith. Repentance of sin, rather, and faith in Jesus precedes baptism. Mm -hmm. And there are a couple of occasions where it says, like, for example, in Acts or in Corinthians, uh, that the household was Mm -hmm. baptized. And people would be like, well, the whole household was baptized. Well, just because the whole household was baptized doesn't mean there was a baby there. Mm -hmm. Like, we got kids that are 16, 18, 20, 22, and 24. Uh, Three of our kids, two are in college, one's in high school, are part of our household. They live in our house. They love Jesus. They made their own decision. They're walking Mm -hmm. with God. And it says in those same contexts that not only did the whole household uh, get baptized, but they all served the Lord, mm-hmm. which most babies probably aren't doing a ton <laughs> of work at the church. And if they are, that's child labor laws. You got yourself a situation. And the reason that we even do sprinkling, so I'll hit this while I'm at it. To baptize means to plunge, dip, or immerse. Certain Bible translations um, would talk about submersion because that's what baptism means. And so like uh, in the ancient world, there was a ship that sank and the record said it was baptized. There you go. And so, you know, it says when they were going to baptize people, they chose areas that had lots of water. And so some people will say, well, why do we sprinkle? Well, because it would be child abuse to mm-hmm. fully submerge. Like if you grab a baby and put them underwater, mm-hmm. um, you probably... Not very nice. Yeah. You, you're probably mm-hmm. going to have a somebody from the government come mm-hmm. to a home study, see mm-hmm. how you're doing. Yeah. And so the reason that we generally sprinkle is even because... It's less traumatizing for the child. It's less traumatizing for the child. But I would say 
it's not a sin to sprinkle somebody. Like if somebody's on in the hospital and they're on their deathbed and they meet Jesus. Yeah, and, anoint them with oil. Yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's okay. But I mean, at the end of the day, baptism as was done in the Bible was full submersion. Only adults were baptized. And even if baptism is the corollary of the old covenant circumcision, uh, which I'm not necessarily sure that it is, but even if it is, even in the old covenant, it was Abraham's faith that preceded mm-hmm. the sign of faith. Yeah. Okay. So the answer Good is job. no to sprinkling a child, but you can dedicate them and get baptized when they receive Jesus and walk in relationship with him and decide to share their testimony. Yep. And and I'm I, I, we're pretty reformed in our you know, soteriology and such. And you may disagree. You may be one of those really rabid uh, covenantal theologians and and you may have a lot to say and you may be very upset. And what I would say is just go ahead and send a, a, a detailed email <laughs> to hello at realfaith.com. We have we have a team standing by to del- they have a delete ministry and they're they're willing to serve you 24 hours a day. All right, I'll pray. Father, I pray they'd come to agreement and uh, that they would uh, not have this be a point of division. I pray that extended family wouldn't put undue burden or pressure. I pray that family tradition would not mm. be weighing in yeah. and that God, they would just, maybe this would be a good time for them to do a deep dive Bible study and and uh, and God, until they come to agreement, um, let them not make a decision, let one not push the other. And the truth is, Lord, there's a lot of secondary issues like mm-hmm. this. What Bible translation, what songs or hymns should we sing or not sing? Uh, should we go to a church that teaches topically or expositionally through books of the Bible? Should mm-hmm. uh, should we speak in tongues or not speak in tongues? How old is the earth? I mean, all of these issues, Lord. I pray they'd be points for dialogue, debate, discussion, but not division. I pray we would find our unity in our marriages around the closed-handed issues and have a little fun and freedom with the open-handed. But since this does involve a child, I pray they'd come to agreement and do so quickly in Jesus' good name. Thanks, guys. Mm-hmm.